Hello everyone, home is where the heart is. The heartful interaction between parents and their children sets the foundation for the people our children will turn out to be. Home is a show where we will be exploring on how parents can navigate the realities of raising our future leaders. My name is Eva Christodoulou and I'm with the research and development team here in Leaderonomics. Welcome home. Today we're going to be talking about the importance of developing agency in children. Uh, in other words, how do we ensure that they are independent uh, children and then later on adults that they can just go about uh, doing things on their own without needing much guidance. And in order to do that, we have today Jahong uh, from one of the initiators from Acton Academy here in Malaysia with us. Jahong, welcome to the studio. Okay, pleasure to be here. Now, through your experience, you, you, you came to believe in the value of developing agency, uh, making children be more independent. W- why is that? So the bit is that you, you, you have to look at the children's upbringing, right? When the child is taking its first step, the kind of joy and the freedom that they go through is like, you know, it's liberating. And that's what life is about, right? You, you pursue the, that, that meaningful steps as you grow. And independence is sort of the natural step as they, you know, go from crawling to walking, eventually um, being in charge of their own space and in charge of who they want to become. Um, so it's the natural path of growing up. Mm. So that's one. Uh, the other part is that if, as a parent, um, you know, parenting is a 20-year project. If we get it right, if mm. we get it wrong, <laughs> it's a lifetime project, right? So we, we, you know, we, we want it to be a 20-year project or shorter than that. You know, oh. Then we can have our life as parents. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, so agency is something that is uh, best to mm. develop much earlier on in life. In fact, uh, there are a lot of studies out there that say that it starts uh, pretty much as early as two uh, mm. years old. Uh, it's, that's the, 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 the part where uh, children or, or toddlers, rather, mm. they search for autonomy. They want to be a lot more independent naturally. And it's something yeah. that comes naturally. It's not something that is imposed on them. Yeah. Um, and it, of course, it starts with very basic uh, things. So for example, choose uh, one t-shirt over the other or uh, choose one uh, lunch over, out of a, a lunch menu of two uh, options maybe. Um, what, what does that do? Like how does it help the child? Uh, why do we need to start so early? So, so first thing first is that the, I think it doesn't need to be two years old. It can be as early as when they are sort of conscious. Um, you can say even six months old when they, are, they start um, doing solid foods. You can mm. put a broccoli and carrot and let them choose. Right. It might be an experiment in the beginning, but eventually they will hone some level of agency and decision making. So, but usually two years old is because um, the, the typical recommendation is two years old is because that's when they start doing walking in a firm way where they can exercise their mobility. Right. Um, so when it comes to what, what that really means is that let's go back to the carrot and broccoli example, a six month old doing that. As they do that, Eventually, they'll you know if you as a parent you also do conversations about their decision making. Why do you choose that? You know what makes you choose that? What would you want? And them taking responsibility to the choices. Meaning that if they choose something, let's say you know they say I want that spicy dal in the mamak store, they they take responsibility of that eating that spicy dal. So they they experience the consequences. So they experience the real world. What it really does is that they, you know they become uh, in charge of them themselves. So the agency creates that. That, uh, that that being of them being able to navigate in the world as sovereign individuals as, as somebody who who you know who, who is you can say somebody to con- that you can contend with or somebody who can take charge of who they want to become because ultimately that's you know human life is that right you, you, you want to become who you are meant to be 
but that journey is not easy and uh, but if you can be in charge of that journey that makes it possible but if you can't be in charge that that that's really a, a, a difficult path so mm. so it's really in summary it's them being in charge for who they are meant to be how, yeah. how do you know what's appropriate? Um, I mean, you, you said let yeah. a, a six-month-old choose yeah. a... Okay, broccoli and carrot is, is kind of a safe yeah. uh, choice for them to make. Yeah. But what, how do you know what's appropriate, when to allow the children to make their own choices and to what extent? And, and is it really an age thing or do you need to really look at the child mm-hmm. and see, uh, based on this specific child, is this appropriate or not? I guess you, the first thing is trust the child that they can go very far, but... Mm. take it a step at, at a time so for example um, you know I'm moving away from like just agency making choices mm-hmm. so a lot of it is that making choices is easy but taking responsibility of the choices you make is the harder one yes so for example like let's say you know there's a bunch of toy I want to play all these toys so I'm just going to take out all the toys and play but the responsibility of it is that keeping keeping it back the more the more things you mess around the more things you have to keep right so it's a function of that consequence that they have to take responsibility. So when do you, the question is, when do you actually start doing that? So the bit is that you, you want to take it as the most granular level of responsibility or granular level, the simplest choices you can make mm-hmm. and, and yeah. eventually expand that. So for example, back to the cleaning toys, if you're going to go to a child and say, hey, clean your room, he's, he's going to try, struggle through that. But if you go to the child and say, hey, that's, I mean, I'm talking about one-year-old, hey, there's a teddy bear here. Let's keep this teddy bear. Okay, you know, and then pick this teddy bear, teddy bear up and then let's say it's the first time he picks it up and then you go, pat, 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 good work. And then put it there, put it in the shelf and then he puts it in the shelf. So it's, you know, it's very distinct, very granular, uh, 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 what they call that, instructions. And so, then as they do it, it becomes habit. And then, then you can say like, okay, clean this group of toys, you know, teddy bear and a ball or something. Eventually then you, over time, mm-hmm. as the habits are built, you can say, clean your room and he gets it. But sure. So it, that, that whole scaffolding is, uh, I would say, would be the, the path to take. But you, you have to see what's the right thing to do. And the most important part as you're doing it is to maintain a positive relationship with that activity. So if you, right. it, basically it's like the, the reverse of it is that if, you know, if you have a negative relationship like with, let's say, reading books or like cleaning room, you, you end up dreading it and procrastinating. That is, it always comes from that. So if you can maintain a positive relationship, maybe the progress is slow, that's still better than, uh, you know, progressing very fast and forcing, being, forcing it. it yes. yeah. so, so what do you do if, uh, if you see that there's no such positive relationship in something that you feel that is very mm. critical? So mm. for example, uh, like reading books, yeah. um, how, how do you change that as a parent? You, you want your children to learn how to slowly start reading mm. uh, themselves, but you see that they're not really interested. Yeah. So how do you go about guiding them to see that this is something that is useful for them and it's uh, something that is beneficial and mm. it's something that they should really enjoy doing? So, so like for the reading example, is like the, the rule of thumb is that a child will not do what you say. A child will model what you do. So mm, just keep okay. that in mind. Um, so for reading you can actually start like three months old. The, re- the reason you take a book to read with a three months old is not because of understanding. understanding. It's just building positive relationship with books and it's a bonding experience. If they mm. relate books as bonding experience, they would love books. They would love that the whole idea of, you know, this. But of course, it's, you know, this is quite a lot to ask for. It's like 20, you, you do 15, 20 minutes a day um, as part of a bonding experience. And as you, as you develop positive relationship with 
you know, with books, with paper and some patterns, that that's how the, the baby will look at, right? Then, you know, then you can slowly, eventually it will come, it's like, oh, you know, this yeah. this word sounds like this and this word means this. But to be fair, most language is naturally learned. I mean, I'm, I'm deviating a bit. Language yeah. is uh, naturally learned through uh, conversations, immersion, and then you associate the sound with pattern at the later age. So reading comes after learning the language first. So, and as you do do that, you would, um, you know, you eventually start reading more and more higher and higher level to the point where you are in, you are independent reader where you can read anything you want. Then the world is out there, and you know, for any lifelong learners who love reading, when you when that clicks, it's it's like it's like freedom, right? It's a very very liberating. <laughs> yes. So, it it still goes back to the idea of uh independence. But back going back to your original question, can a parent uh urge? It's actually generally hard. So I would say work on yourself. It's also it's probably a harder thing to do. If you can do that well, it's also more meaningful. And your your, your child it's like basically if if both parents read and enjoy reading, it's like ninety percent of the time the child enjoys reading. So it's the role modeling. Part it's the role modeling that, that, that that's in. it. And then you can say, if you ask your child to clean your room, if you keep your house clean and orderly, it it, it will naturally and it, and then you can say you know let let's do the chores together. Sure. It will naturally happen. But if you have a messy, you know, let's say you have a messy house and then you, you go to the child and say, clean your room. <laughs> Good luck with that. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So um, independence has uh, generally been found to lead into more proactive individuals, the, the, the kind of people that will be more likely to drive, drive change later on in their lives as well and really make a difference in, mm. in whichever field that they're, they're, they're in. Uh, what's the connection here? How, how does agency help in that, uh, being proactive? So... Um, so agency, I mean, the idea of agency is that you, you're making choices and change yourself, right? So I will quote uh, Gandhi, you know, Gandhi, he said, be, be the change. You or, want to be in the Yeah, the be world. the change you want to be. And, and basically, you, if you change yourself, um, the people around you will change. And that's how you, if you want to change the world, that, that's how things naturally move. Mm. You know, if you can be in charge of your own change, which is agency, you have a chance of, impacting the world because that is a natural consequence, right? And, uh, and, and no doubt that also leads to uh, better decision-making skills as well. Mm. Um, you, you mentioned earlier that you kind of have to bear the consequences. So mm. I, I suppose there's a link here between yeah. uh, decision-making and, and bearing the consequences. Yeah. How, how, um, how exactly does it help? Like, how does it allow you to make better decisions in the future? So, you know, like the, the way we... Well, the, the way we see it is that the one one thing that separates us human from let's say uh you know chimpanzee or other animals is that mm-hmm. we can use our imagination and storytelling to project ahead to reflect right. back and project ahead right and when we do that we can we understand like what does it mean to make uh, certain decisions which are you know sacrificing the present for the future so uh, you know this famous experiment the marshmallow test yes. which they give a, a bunch of four years old a choice where you can eat the marshmallow one marshmallow now or you can have two marshmallows in like four minutes, minutes 15 yeah. minutes or whatever and the the one who can do delayed gratification has a much higher chance of success it's that's the plain idea of decision making in some ways right it's can you you know making decision is it's like okay you know you can think logically I choose A over B but often the times what it is is that can you hold on to the temptations, to the 
to the shortcuts to the um, to, to or the values that you believe high enough such that you can being uh, what do you call that being f- uh, what do you call that undefeated right you know the mm. the, 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 the poem Invictus which says that um, I, I'm I'm a master of my fate you know some, something along those lines I'm, I'm the captain of my soul master of my of my fate or something along those lines so that being able to do that mm. and if you can really do that I mean it's it's powerful, right? Um, you mentioned uh, in a different conversation that we had about this challenge that you set for parents and the children mm. uh, through your academy. And uh, um, I, I believe it was something about setting up a bunch of home challenges so yeah. that you uh, you also uh, help the parents mm. in the process of letting go and, yeah. and of course, uh, help the children deal with yeah. uh, with uh, having the tasks on their yeah. own. Could you, could you elaborate a bit? How did it come about? Yeah. Um, how does it work? Sure. So um, we will. I mean, I admit that we're still struggling with this, but the general mm-hmm. idea is sort of like this: is that um, so we start with like you know small bits of pieces and eventually expand it further. So I'll give more elaborate mm-hmm. elaborate what does that mean. So we'll start. We have these challenges which call home challenges, which is about parents stepping away for a period of time so that the child and the child takes care of themselves. So it starts by the first one is the first challenge is. Uh, Call uh, parents take back the night. So you know, parents, if let's say they have two children at home, let's say eight, seven, eight years old or nine years old, they go out. For, you know, deliberately plan a night where they go out on a date or something. You know, something good for the parents' relationship, and the child have to sort of take care of themselves. But of course, it's not just do that, right? Before you do that, there's some preparation, like you know, uh, where's the food. Uh, what are the emergency numbers to call if there's somebody who knocks the door what do you need to do so, you know, sort of like run through small snippets of different elements uh, and like you know also like if let's say it's at night um, you know how do you prepare for yourself to sleep you know rather than just go to sleep in you know you want to change into your pajamas or whatever whatsoever uh, so it's really to take that step and of course then you progress further right then you, you try to aim for after that by the time they go older or when you know they start doing more start aiming for 24 hours Right. Then eventually 48 and eventually 72. And as you grow, as you extend this challenge more, what it means is that the child needs to learn things like cooking, uh, figuring out how to go to the bank to, or, or even set up a, a financial account or things which allow them to eventually, you know, the adult to fully step away, right? And so that's, it's progressive towards, uh, towards being, being fully independent. But we do it in the form of a fun challenge. And it's mm-hmm. quite fun when, uh, Parents are, the families are doing it together as a group because they'll right. say, oh, you know, my, then they'll share a picture of like, oh, my child make their own bed this morning and like they, they prepare their meals and it's, it's quite a fun experience. So that's well, what what's a, an appropriate age for this? So I, uh, there, as a no, parent, I'm yeah. a bit hesitant yeah. to say, oh, I'm going to leave my kids alone. Yeah, yeah, so, so I'll, I'll be clear. I'll be clear. It's not, you're not leaving the child alone. You're leaving a child at home with an emergency contact, maybe your neighbor who's nearby or you can even have somebody who's like, let's say a friend, say, but then you say, you know, just use the uh, living room and watch TV and don't care about, I mean, not to say don't care about that, just be there, but you don't need to be there for, for them. Sure, I mean, just sure. being legally safe. Um, you can start the, the, the take back night at seven, eight years old. The 24 right. hour, the, no, we had the 48 hours challenge. The youngest that did that was, I think he was uh, 12 years old. So what he did was uh, quite, quite, you know, he shared his learnings. It was quite, 
quite fun. He went, he, you know, he, he went to the uh, grocery and then he decided, and then he showed his food menu, which was, you know, a typical teenager who loves uh, eating sausages. I mean, <laughs> so, so I mean, but, but the bit is that, you know, he, the whole idea of like being in charge, that the whole feeling of that, and also for, also the, for the parents to say that, what do my child need to learn to be able for, for me to say, you know, here you go, 48 hours take this challenge. Mm. So it's also combination of preparation plus actually doing it. So right. to sum it up is that start at 7, 8, 9, that's fine. And aim towards um, 72 hours by like 14 or 15 because that's, you know, that's roughly, okay. and then you can and then do things <laughs> at your own pace. All right. Yeah. We, we actually did a survey uh, last year. We, we asked a few parents yeah. a bunch of different questions. And one of them was, uh, what do you do to uh, help your children become more independent? And some of them, they said, oh, I haven't started yet. Of course, the children were different ages. So um, we, we don't, uh, we, we can't really uh, say that this is right or wrong. But um, they, some uh, there was an interesting one. There was this lady that she said that uh, she has a four-year-old or two four-year-olds and she takes them to the train station and she lets them buy their own tickets. So she's around, but she just lets them decide, you know, which train is it that they need to take, like looking at the map and then yeah. buying the tickets themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. and all these things just to help them in this process of becoming more independent. So, so I think these are things that uh, intuitively a lot of parents would already be thinking about anyway yep, yep. it's just how do we make it a little bit more intentional i suppose right. just to make sure that uh, a lot more parents are doing yeah, yeah. it yeah and you and then you can also apply the same rule to uh, other contexts like camping for example you know mm. you start camp um, having a solo night and eventually being able to camp or, or with a bunch of friends uh, for like 48 hours i mean if you look at a lot of the um, at least in malaysia i believe in most parts of the world a lot of youth, they, they discover independence through uh, Boy Scouts, you know, Scouts, uh, all these outdoor activities where they are out there figuring out things themselves. So, and, and a lot of them have very positive relationship with this experience, mm. right? And, and I'm sure parents who are on board, they, 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 they you know, they, that's why they sign up for, for them oh, for all these kind of things. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what tips would you give parents to, to help their children develop more independence? How, how, would they, how should they be going about doing this? Hmm. So I, I think we'll go back to the, um, you know, the starting part about role modeling. So mm-hmm. really, if it's to really start there, um, I, I guess depending, you know, the listeners who wish age, you know, what, what age your child is or you might not have a child yet, is to sort of really negotiate as a family, you know, what matters to you. Family is an organization, right? An organization, those which are well-run, have a mission, they have goals, they have things that matters most to them. So you, if you, you know, I would say, get that uh, idea right. And then, then you can see like, you know, setting goals together on what sort of tasks to take. Uh, and, and, you know, your household, you can set it up such that. And also, it's, it's okay, I'm, I'm not answering this quite directly. The idea is that you, you set up role modeling mm-hmm. in a way okay. where your, your house is in order. And, you, you know, like, for example, if you go to McDonald's and after you finish eating, you, you put the plates away and or any self-service restaurant, you can do that. And, and that's a form of role modeling. And if you do that often and you let your child take incremental steps and be very positive and encouraging uh, for them to do that and allow, you know, them to keep on doing that, 
then I think you'll get very far. Of, of course, I understand the challenge is about letting go, right? Mm, so hence, yes. I, uh, I go back to the idea of that, having the mission together because you are supporting a pair of network that all parents become a new parent as they go and you sort of need to navigate that emotional s- struggle of letting go and like, you know, what does my child need to do so that I can give him the freedom for two hours? You know, is it so that he, can, he knows he can memorize the emergency contact? Does he know, you know how to dial a phone? You know, like, just small pieces at a time and ne- negotiate that and take that s- small steps. And at the end of the day, it's not just for the parents themselves, but it's also setting up uh, the child to be a lot more readier for when it comes, hmm. uh, when the time comes for them to go out and, yeah. and, and just do things on their own anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Um, so, you know, like we parents, we uh, often think that, oh, you know, I want my child to be happy, right? Mm, but is yes. that the ultimate goal, you know? Um, you, we can reverse it bet, uh, the other way around. Even if we are adults and we have parents, what kind of child we, we want to be? I mean, of course, you know, you're an adult. There's, the relationship with the parent is different, but still, there's still a relationship. So is it, is it actually aiming to be happy or is it aiming to live a meaningful life or be something, you know, be somebody who is, um, uh, who is, um, who is courageous? So like... Take the example. This sounds like a very, very dark example. So you want to be the strongest uh, person, the person to lean on when your parents die. If you can be that to all your family members, that's the aim of ultimately independence, responsibility means being able to do that well. So if you can, why not aim for that? Live a meaningful life, um, have that agency, as a goal rather than happiness. I mean, mm. on a on a less darker note, I yeah. suppose it's uh, it's just being effective in everything that you do because if yeah. you don't really set the foundations right, it's yeah. very hard to to yeah. keep up with the challenges that life throws mm. at you later on. That's right. Well. That's right. So, and I mean, life is full of surprises, right? I mean, there, there's mm. tra- tragedies, and your your being is tested. And if you can navigate those waters well, and that's 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 admirable being a human, right? So, yeah, that's. I would say let's aim for that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hmm. Well, thank you very much okay. for coming in, Jahon. Okay. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadernomics FM, the science of building leaders.